0: Welcome to the Moms in PT School podcast, a haven for stories of encouragement, inspiration, and insight for mothers that are veterans, new grads, and students in physical therapy. My name's Donette, and I'm a second year PT student, mother of a brilliant seven-year-old daughter, and wife to my husband of seven years and companion of 17. Please join me as I share my experience and those of other mothers navigating through the challenges of PT school with the family in hopes to empower and reassure mothers that they aren't alone on this journey to becoming doctors of physical therapy. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy the following episode.
1: Well, welcome again to another episode of Moms in PT School. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited as always to introduce Another mother that is in PT school, um, this student, she's actually in her, or actually just finishing up her first quarter of uh, physical therapy school. So it'll be very interesting to see what her thought process is and if things so far are meeting her expectations of being in school, better or worse. And, and then hopefully we can have a conversation with her towards the end of the program, see if any of those things have changed or if she's um, happened to learn any new insights throughout that time. So uh, without further ado, I will introduce Jessica Payton. She is a mother of a son and I have not met him, but I have seen videos and he just seems awesome, just like his mom. So um, Jessica, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So give us a little bit of general info about you in terms of who you are and why you chose uh, physical therapy to go into that profession.
2: All right. So like you said, I am a mama of one. He is nine. My little wild child Um, loves little sports and uh, he's a wrestler. Uh, So I'm a wrestling mom as well. And so for me, I'm 33. I am a former gymnastics coach. I have over 10 years of coaching experience in uh, gymnastics. Um, I was a former collegiate cheerleader on the co-ed team at Virginia Commonwealth University uh, way back in the day. (laughs) Um, But I still like to go to open gym every now and then pre-COVID and uh, stunt with all the old folks. Um, so physical therapy for me, I always knew I wanted to get into the medical field in some way. Um, and I really have a heart for pediatrics. I love munchkins. So just like, give me all the babies. Um, but general pediatrics was going through undergrad and school. I realized general pediatrics would not really be for me because even though I am a mama, I don't do well with snot nor vomit. Um, and that's pretty much all you see (laughs) in general peds. Um, and so, I just, I have such a love for sports and athletics and have such a strong background in it that once I kind of looked into everything, I was like, PT is the perfect blend of my love of kids and athletics and just healing people through movement.
1: I love it. I love it. So did you have um, much of a non-traditional role or a route so i know with you being an uh an older student did you have to retake any classes or how was that
2: (laughs) for you (laughs) yeah so um i got married pretty young actually so i got married at 21 and had munchkin at 23. so when i got married i not poorly i won't say poorly made the choice i made the choice at the time to stop school i had already was a few years into my undergraduate degree Um, as a bio major, but I stopped school thinking I would jump right back into it, and time gets away from you very quickly, and it did, and so um, my ex-husband and I split, and then after Munchkin was maybe about four, I decided now's the time to go ahead, go back, finish undergraduate, which I did. I finished um, at VCU and got my uh, health science and uh, exercise science degree from there, um and then I did have to go back and retake some of the prerequisites, chemistry being the bane of my existence, because <laughs> I had taken it previously, but it had it had expired um just because they want you to have it within a certain time frame. So mm-hmm. I did have to go back and retake that. Um and uh just finishing the degree in general. Um so that was a bit of a hurdle just kind of going through that but you know even though time can get away from me delay is not at all a denial so it's just you know going back and just kind of trucking through and we made it and I got to apply
1: Here oh, really? yeah, you are
2: here I am
1: <laughs> so what is your um support system like so now you're a a single mother but mm-hmm. I'm sure that you have a lot of People that are in your life that are, are allowing, you know, giving you that support that you need to make this happen. Yeah,
2: yeah, I have the best support system. Honestly, I'm very, very blessed in that department. Um, my mom and stepdad, my, uh, are allowing me, and my son, to live with them currently, so that I can just focus on school um, and not have to worry about working while I'm doing that. Um, my ex-husband is an amazing co-parent so we we bust that out together and uh, anytime I need a little extra study time if you know my parents aren't available or um, my sister lives close by and my brother they any they're all very willing to just kind of grab Munchkin and have a day with him um, and then my boyfriend biggest cheerleader ever and so I have all of these wonderful people in my life and in Munchkin's life who, if I'm just like, I'm drowning, help. They're like, Hey, cool. We're going to come grab him. You do what you need to do. Um, And so I'm very, very blessed in that department because I could not at all do it without them. That is a blessing. And
1: that's essential. No matter what your um, status is in terms of relationship, Mm -hmm. you can have that, that support. And so Mm -hmm. I've, met people who excuse me have questioned you know how um students do it who are single parents i'm like well uh, family uh, yeah, family <laughs> right you know you would hope even if it's not family but people oh who are friends like, are family, family. yeah family. friends can most definitely be family right so um so yeah all of all of those things coming into making what your support system is so hearing how yours is that's that's amazing i love it Um, And so can you go a bit into what has your, uh, has there been any change in the way that you've been studying, the way that your approach to schooling is now that you're in, you've gone from undergrad, you know, retail Mm -hmm. classes, now you're into this very uh, academically challenging
2: yeah so I would always joke and say you know all right I finished undergrad I can do this one and so what's funny is um while I was finishing undergraduate I was working 40 hours a week he still had wrestling in, in his schooling and I was um for undergrad I was doing a full credit load so I was doing at least 12 credit hours per semester um so I would joke and be like you know Getting to PT school, I just work. Got to worry about school and him works. Right, right.
1: <laughs> so it's
2: it's easier, but it's definitely. Um, I think doing that in undergrad kind of gave me a structure and allowed me the time to figure out what was best for me. So, um, I because i was working i didn't have the opportunity to kind of study and do things throughout the day mm-hmm. now i do and so i just treat my school schedule like a work schedule so if i was going to be working from eight to five anyway mm-hmm. i'm going to treat that like my work schedule and so my outlook calendar is broken down into you know a couple hour increments for classes and i have to put my workout breaks in there and things like that um and you know just throughout the day like okay i need to break away from this go make dinner Um, but my calendar is my best friend at the moment. (laughs) Um, before that, I would just kind of go to work and get him together. And then I would do all of my schoolwork at the, in the evenings once I put him to bed. But luckily I don't have to do that now because work is currently out of the equation.
1: Gotcha. That's beautiful. And very smart to treat work like a job Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, treat, treat, treat this program like a job because it is fine. It is cool. um, and yeah this, the same type of w- ethic that you would have for working is the same type of ethic you should have for mm-hmm. applying yourself to to any program so yeah it also
2: allows you I think you know if you have I know some people still have to work while they're in school but if you have the opportunity and you you don't necessarily have to go in for a full day of work Mm -hmm. to treat school like your work schedule it it opens up your evenings and it opens up your weekends because Mm -hmm. that's one of the things I think a lot of people struggle with is at least I would have would be finding time to actually still be a mom
1: right exactly exactly and then that kind of goes into the whole thing that we were kind of getting into a little bit before uh, starting the conversation is just that guilt that you feel oh I mean, my gosh are yeah. really, spending so much time um putting into studying and then to have any type of quality time taken mm-hmm. away because you know of school is just I don't know if there's a, a real thing as balance I don't know if I I, I would vision. you know that I would
2: we, like to meet the person who's found it all I mean, right it probably sounds crazy but I've even had to like put in Riko is my son's name. I've put him in my calendars <laughs> <laughs> because like, if I don't break up that day and, you know, especially since he's here now because of COVID he's at home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I need to take this like chunk out of the middle of the day and
1: let's go to the park. I love um, it. because to do it, But mm-hmm. you're making it intentional though. Yes. though you're, yes. You're having to put that break in there. You're making that intentional time for him. And yeah. that's, that's very important. I know it doesn't take away or solve every feeling that we may have about you know that guilt but you're putting that effort in mm-hmm. um and there was a, a mom that I spoke to and she said it's called quality time not quantity yes. time so yes. I, I love Absolutely. that I love that she she said that because it's it's very true it is um and so you also mentioned that in your calendar you make time for exercising so yeah. you have found a way to kind of keep the same elements that you had before getting into this program and you're still able to apply it now? Yeah I've actually been able to work out more
2: (laughs) with this program because you know at work working in the clinic I would just you know throughout the day randomly do stuff um, and showing patients because I was working as a tech um, showing patients exercises throughout the day but it wasn't my intentional workouts. Right. You get home and it's like I really want to work out for an hour and a half like, not really but having to sit so long throughout the day is it, it wrecks havoc on my body I don't like it I've never been one to sit still hence coaching was right. a great job for me <laughs> and working in the clinic was a great job because I was moving nonstop. um and so I do not like to sit. My body doesn't feel great when I sit. So I really did make an effort to put in my workout time um, just to get down there. And lucky for me, like my, my parents' house is ridiculous, but they have a workout room in the basement. And so I don't have an excuse. Awesome. <laughs> um, but even if they didn't, we have like uh, some gyms and stuff really close by as well. Um, but it's, you know, get your blood flowing. It helps my brain work better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just to get up and move and to you know if I'm working out I can think about the anatomy that I'm using and the biomechanics while yeah. I'm doing
1: it. <laughs> Multitasking. Yeah. Definitely and so what has uh, you know you're you're doing all this it sounds amazing just how you're able to to fit, fit everything in and just seem so so organized. Um, what does your son think about everything? Has he had any comments about, you know, you going back to school and just, you know, the time and effort that you're putting into things. Does, does that even register to him now? You know, yeah, at it the does.
2: Day? It does. He, when I think and it's because I think it's also because he's nine, but, um, I, I, earlier I said my boyfriend was my biggest cheerleader that's a lie Munchkin is for sure <laughs> because he will go around and tell people that his mommy is a doctor of physical therapy and I'm like not yet babe right. almost and he's always he exist, you know, though. <laughs> even when I was still just applying like um you know he wrestled like I said and he had one one little boy just kind of tweak something a little bit And he's like don't worry my mom's a doctor of physical therapy and I'm like no I'm not <laughs> no, I'm not, not yet. um he's like, but you will be, and I'm like, yes. So he's, he's very supportive. Yeah, um, I love that energy too. Because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, this is a lot, and, and then I'm like, no, because he's been telling people, so I can't make him a liar. <laughs> um, but he's he's very supportive. He's also very inquisitive. So he enjoys—it's so weird—he enjoys reading my anatomy books with me. Um, I got him a little skeletal model, and we like to oh, do the organs and bones right. together.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
2: but he does also sometimes, uh, I, I kind of had a conversation with him when we, when I first started and gave him my signal. Cause if I'm sitting, I'm focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's pretty low maintenance, uh, luckily as a child. And I know not everyone has a low maintenance kid, but he enjoys his alone time. He enjoys kind of being on his own and kind of working through things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has, we have a signal. So if he, if he's like, all right, we need us time, he'll come and tell me. Even if, and I told him, middle of the day, I don't care. Mm. Like, this is it. You got to come tell me when you need me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've been sitting too long, or you feel like you haven't seen me, or you just need a little extra time. Um, so, I like to think that I've tried to teach him to be a good communicator in that sense because I, I'm not a mind reader. So, I, right. I, I can't know what you need at all times as much right. as every mom wants to. And we like to try to think that we can we really don't know. So I think we just have to create a space to where our kids feel like they can come and tell us like, I need you right now. And that's okay. And yes, I have to put this down and I really might not want to put this down right now while I'm studying, but I'm going to put it down because you just told me that you needed me. Um, So we have a, we have that communication, which I'm very lucky that he is able to communicate so well to let me know those things.
1: That's beautiful and very essential because mm-hmm. um I, I think that as parents we have a tendency of you know we know what's best or what we <laughs> so, I laugh.
2: yeah no I like to think it but I know exactly. that I, I do not. <laughs> right.
1: Or what we are thinking or feeling or doing is so much important yeah. than their own. And yeah, so and I I've shared this before, um, in previous conversations that it's just to, to validate your children mm-hmm. and listening to their feelings and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's so important. It's yeah. so important. And it's think, something, yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh no, I was going to say, I think, um, one thing that my mom taught me, like we, it, I think it's trickled down, but we weren't one of the households where it was like a ch- a child should be seen and not heard. Like if mm-hmm. if we needed to, talk, we knew we could talk to her. We knew we could talk to our dad, and um, and so I kind of really wanted to instill that in him. Like I don't know everything. There are times that I just sit there and I'm like, I might be screwing this kid up. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty right. sure I'm messing this up. Like I'm pretty sure I'm not doing this right. Um, but you know. I think giving ourselves grace Mm -hmm. is something, you know, my mom would say a lot, and she still says, she's like, give yourself some grace. You got a lot going on, and we don't know everything, and that's okay, Mm -hmm. but that's a hard thing, because society tells us, like, as moms, you're supposed to know your child inside out. Like, they're their own little human. Exactly.
1: You don't know your kid is doing X, Y, Z? Well, I'm not with them 24. Exactly. I'm not in their brain. Right. Yeah. But, but yes, listening to them, validating, you know, mm-hmm. when, what they're feeling, if they mm-hmm. need that comfort from you or just that attention, mm-hmm. um, it goes a long way. And I mean, you're, you're in PT school, depending on the program, anywhere from two to four years, mm-hmm. you know, so you're establishing, um, this type of relationship with them throughout that time. And yeah. when you're out of the program, you still want to be approachable. hmm They'll want them to be able to confide in you and uh, and yeah so though I think having those things established early on uh, when you are in such a rigorous program is is definitely is very essential I agree so
2: if been- anything it'll make you a better PT right if you can communicate with your kid and be you know, um cognizant of their needs and you know even especially little ones when they don't quite always have the words like man you're going to be great at reading the body language of a geriatric patient in the (laughs) clinic (laughs)
1: that's right learning um opportunities everywhere always everywhere um so I love that I love that a lot can you talk a bit about um So I know you've gone into just your organization for your time. Mm -hmm. How has, if any, your studying habits changed with being in this program, Um, whether it's active studying, using cue cards or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, anything like that, that's helped you to retain information?
2: Yeah. So for me, I have never been a crammer. I just, my brain doesn't retain information that way. Like, it's not going to happen. And I've always been a writer. Like, I'm that person who, if I'm, like, I have to write it down Mm -hmm. for it to stick. Um, And so the challenge for me was switching from my love of notebooks and paper. Like, I still have a paper day planner, like I do. And and including my little Outlook, like, I love it. Oh, it makes me happy. Um, It just... (laughs) It's the weirdest thing, but it makes me happy. And so having to switch from my paper notebooks to using OneNote on my iPad was weird at first. I still hate my handwriting on the iPad. Like can't stand. No, I'm
1: like, I don't it. write like this really. I'm
2: like my handwriting is nice. Thank you. A notebook. <laughs> but OneNote hates it and I can't right. stand looking at it because I'm like, that looks gross. <laughs> I want to rewrite it. Um, but having to switch um to that um but now like I don't think I'll ever go back to it because I'm like I have every single notebook I need in this one little uh iPad and um which that's pretty cool but that was a a change and an adjustment um also not writing everything down so like you know downloading the powerpoints for the uh, asynchronous and the synchronous sessions and I just have them in little separate bits. And taking my notes on the slides that I've printed into OneNote. Mm -hmm. um, That was really helpful because I really initially wanted to just watch it and write in a notebook and I was like that's that is not feasible like my wrist will hate me like it's just not going to happen. I think the other thing that I've had to adjust to is I don't mind the reading. There's a lot of reading. And then just trying to figure out the, the best way to skim this information and not, and not necessarily skim it to like skip over things. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you have quarter one with six classes. And so <laughs> when you have that many courses, and we didn't have all six at once. But when you have that many courses, even four at a time, And each of them are expecting you to read like 80 to 100 pages of something and watch hours Mm -hmm. of asyncs and do your synchronous session and study. It's like, what would I have to prioritize a little bit better? And I'm quite a perfectionist and I have to get over that. Um, And so trying to adjust to being like, okay. I don't need all 150 of these pages. Like I really got to, you know, find the information that I'm not good at and mm-hmm. focus on that and read that for understanding. So I've found that for me, listening to the asyncs first actually helps. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm like, I have no clue what they're talking about, going back and finding it in the books and reading versus trying to read everything and just
1: it's my brain not liking it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. If it but doesn't work pretty well that that actually is a method that I use also mm-hmm. and it, not even consciously you know mm-hmm. it just kind of fell into that um yeah that situation where I was watching the saints first and if I needed more clarity then mm-hmm. I would go to to the book so because like I mm-hmm. said it is so much information and a lot of it is um redundant But Mm -hmm. some people that'll help to even solidify the information even more. So everyone has their their own own methods. But um, but yeah, that's good to hear how that works for you. How this yeah, that was an adjustment. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) to figure it out. Yeah.
1: Um. And so, what has with this particular program with South? We it's hybrid. So. Mm we do all our our, um, didactic work from home or, you know, wherever you happen to be. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Mm -hmm. Knoxville at the end of the quarter. So that's two to two and a half weeks, depending on what quarter it's like. Yeah. So you had your first lab immersion. I did. What was that experience like for you?
2: It was actually really fun. It was weird because of COVID, so I know it can be more fun. Yeah, right, right. Because <laughs> um, we didn't, we were split into two rooms, and we kind of had to stay in those rooms the whole time. So I didn't get to interact with everyone in the big room, but there were like four groups in my room, but um, they kind of kept us into our own little pods and stuff, exactly. So it, it, and, and I know it was just weird because of COVID, but right. um, it was still a good time, and I love being hands-on because when I was working as a tech in the clinic the therapists I worked with were great they'd be like hey come practice this manipulation on me or you know like <laughs> they were great they were so sweet and you know if I had questions so I, I was able to touch and and to do that and I think you know PTs are touch doctors we just we yeah. are and like so you want to get in there and um I actually it's going to sound weird but I actually really enjoyed the skills checks <laughs> Like I love it, and I think, and I know, like a lot of people were really anxious about it. I'm like, but this is what I did in the clinic because it's right. like I literally exactly. just had to teach a patient how to do this, so I exactly. know I can. And do that's
1: this. the that's the whole thing with the skills check is, I mean, okay, well, I'm gonna, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but <laughs> they're not trying to fail you. You know, they just want to know, okay, have you retained this information? Are you able to perform it? And if not. Will help you to reinforce it so we'll that you can you, you know out. be proficient at it, yeah, um, so yeah, skills checks they can be fun they they can be
2: yeah i I enjoyed them, but <laughs> i it was stuff that I, I think I would have been more nervous if I had not been doing it in the clinic already, so i and I roomed with some people who had never worked in the clinic as a tech, they only um, got to observe, so they never got to actually be hands on with patients, exactly. so they never had to help the patient from. You know, the bed to the wheelchair. But I was like, oh, I've done that before. That's fun. I can do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and uh, so it, it was a lot, though. I lost track of what day it was for sure. Like, there was, <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was that first Sunday because it just went straight through. And yeah, we had day.
1: Off, yeah.
2: And I was just like, I was talking to one of my girlfriends on the phone and she was asking how everything was going. I was telling her and I was like, yeah, and this and this. And she was, oh, oh honey it's Sunday and I was like what (laughs) I was so upset (laughs) and not because it wasn't I wasn't enjoying it but I was just like I just knew I knew in my heart and soul it was like Tuesday and exactly exactly
1: it wasn't and it was because we went straight through the weekend you go straight through I mean if it's two weeks that's 14 yeah like there's no day off or it could be like you said you might have a morning off
2: yeah we had that
1: morning off after the anatomy final but exactly
2: but even then you're still studying for the next thing so mm-hmm. um, luckily my roommates were great and we kept it light when we were in the house and everything so it was fun
1: Good, that's awesome how, how did your your son adjust to you uh, being gone
2: we facetimed every day um he he did not like it (laughs) he was not a he 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 enjoyed FaceTime I would read him bedtime stories over FaceTime and you know we have a nighttime routine we do our prayers and sing a song for him and all that stuff um and uh but yeah no he was right up under me when I got back and uh I did tell him I've I've been preparing him because I'm like December is a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um so it's an extra week um, so we're working on it <laughs> he yeah. was not a fan <laughs> oh, and I missed him too like that was that was a lot for me
1: too I was just like man I miss my munchkin know, I mean, oh, man and it's it's so and I was kind of jealous but also happy for mm-hmm. the parents who lived uh, in Knoxville or in certain mm-hmm. areas and they would have like their kids come and like during oh, lunch you know and that was actually oh. really fun I was like oh you know you get to meet them and yeah and i was like
2: that is so nice i'd be jealous too yeah
1: wait. But, but and they're you know the the their spouses were you know very sweet and nice and mm-hmm. just like their children were so and you know like i said i was also happy for them to be able to have that support with them yeah and there but it's definitely it's it can be quite the toll uh, especially if your, your children aren't adjusting to your absence well that would make it difficult. oh absolutely
2: yeah I think um, being here with my parents is helpful because I was able to you know they were able to just kind of pick up and mm-hmm. keep his routine very similar and um, his dad stepped up for me I mean like I said his dad's uh, we he co-parents really well so he um, grabbed him for extra time Um, so that, you know, extra weekends and it was during the summer. So he just kind of grabbed him for the full week and some change and spent a lot of good time with him. So it was able to be adjusted. December will be a little different because he'll still have school. Right. Um, But, you know, just having that extra time with his dad kind of kept him distracted and, you know, time with his grandpa. And, um, so that was helpful, but it was still, uh, he definitely had to
1: chat every day. Yeah.
2: For myself too, not just for him.
1: Exactly, and and I don't know if it's because my daughter is younger, but she, when I did have those conversations with her or tried to talk to her during my first uh, lab immersion, she might have been five and a half. And mm-hmm. her attention, she's like, "Hey, mom. How oh, yeah. Are you? You have friends with you? Okay, cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> Let me love you." <laughs> And you know, so I was like, but you know, I I, that made me feel good too that Mm -hmm. she was entertained and she was being taken care of, and she was still going about her routine. You know, exactly. So it 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 hurt just a little
2: bit, but you know, I was gonna say that's the only that's the only part because you're like, wait,
1: she needs her mama. Exactly. She might not need her that much. It's okay. (laughs) And then it got to the point where she was, you know, with her dad that whole time, only saying mm-hmm. daddy, daddy, daddy. I remember when I came home that, you know, at the end of the lab, when I came home and she was like, daddy, I mean, mommy, I was like, oh, you don't know who I am. You forgot.
0: Ouch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and it, it was okay. I was like, it's all right. I call her my, my sister's name all the time. And she gets annoyed by that. I so I know what it feels like. <laughs> it. That's funny. But, um, but yeah, that's great to hear. You're still able to keep that same routine with them um, even from a distance
2: yeah we tried to and our nighttime routine is uh we enjoy it it helps to wind down so if I couldn't do anything else I wanted to kind of keep that similar but right. he was rotten he had great food <laughs> and he me and papa were feeding him salmon and steak and oh. all sorts of good stuff oh. I was like listen uh, okay yeah he uh. he was okay <laughs> <laughs> he was well taken care of
1: no. <laughs> Well, so, you know, talking about your, your first lab experience sounds like that went well, Mm -hmm. um, had a good time. And so this is now the end of, of the first quarter. Mm So how, how has, how have things met your expectation in terms of what you thought PT school would be like? Was it harder? Is it easier or more manageable, manageable than you thought that it would be? I think it's kind of right on par
2: with what I expected. Um like I mentioned before, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So these had a couple classes where I finished with an 89 and I was not a fan of it. Right. Like it ate at my soul. I um found it just a little bit. I was like, "Oh my gosh." But <laughs> um and then I just had to take a step back and I was like, "You know what? First quarter, six classes, mm. being a mom during COVID, online virtual learning for munchkin like Mm -hmm. give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like those are bad. So it it definitely, um, it was on par with what I expected it to be. I definitely expected it to be pretty challenging Uh, physiology in the first quarter. Chemistry, I know. Chemistry is not my Chemistry is the bane of my existence and physiology is right in those lines. Like to me, they're the same in my brain. I don't care what they are. I know that they're two different subjects, but they're the same. Um, and I don't, I just cannot, just cannot wrap my head around it. Um, so that one was probably my hardest course um, of the quarter, but I still finished well. So I think I know where I'm okay with admitting where my shortcomings are. Um, and I think that that's something that you, you, you have to be willing to do in Mm -hmm. a graduate program. I mean, one of the first things that they said was, we know all of y'all are really smart. Stop coming to us and saying, you got a 79 on the test and you just really want it to be an 80. Like, no deal (laughs) with your grade. It's just a number. And then, you know, I think just when you have a bunch of overachievers, everyone's like, what do you mean? It's an ego check. It's an ego check. We're not meant to know everything going into this. So, understanding that, coming to terms with that, we're not going to be perfect in this program. Like, I don't care if you were a 4.0 student and undergraduate, like, and you may be a 4.0 student in this program too, but clinicals might rock your world. Um, because you might be the most book smart person, but you don't know how to talk to people, or vice versa. Oh, um, hello! <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not the most book smart person, but man, I I can I can sell ice to, Um, like, like
1: I can, like right? I, right. I, I can, do and that's it. what the the patients are going to appreciate more. Yeah, that you, you, you listen, that you're able to communicate, and that you care. You know, so mm-hmm. so, and I and I think that for me that was probably
2: the thing where I was used to doing well in classes. I was used to um and I won't say things coming easy because I definitely put in the work, but I think for the average person having to work 40 hours and having a kid and taking full credit load, that would be a lot. Yeah. Um but I did well in undergrad. And so I think that for me understanding that this program was going to take a little bit more effort, (laughs) a lot more effort, um, and really dedicating that time, and then understanding that even when I did dedicate all of that time, I may still just get a B, and I have to be okay with it, (laughs) Um, or less, (laughs) (laughs) because there were a couple tests where I was like, (laughs) "Ooh."
1: Right, but then, uh, I mean, sometimes when you do make those mistakes, it sticks with you more. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then you actually do you learn, you learn from that. I, I'm a firm believer that failure is a
2: better teacher than uh, success ever will be. And I right. think that that just comes from my athletic background as well. Like mm-hmm. I hate participation trophies for that reason. Like people need to learn how to lose and you need right. to learn how to fail because when you do, you learn from those opportunities even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn that you're human <laughs> and, and it's okay to not be perfect. Um, it just is. And so with this program, I think uh, the professors are great at being available to you because for those times where I was like, all right, like there was one physiology test. I (laughs) I reached out to Dr. Sabahi. Um, Luckily he's my academic coach too. And I was like, I just want to let you know, I'm acknowledging that I did horribly on this. You already know what was going on, but I'm acknowledging it and I will do better on the next one. And he was like, (laughs) All right. Thank you. He's That's like he's like I respect that. <laughs> um, you know, didn't chew me out for it, and mm-hmm. I, I never felt at any point like I couldn't go to any of the professors if I needed to. Um, which actually I think surpassed my expectation for a graduate level program because I feel like sometimes or in other programs where my friends have been, I don't know that they were able to just kind of approach their professors the way that we can here.
1: Right, and and I love that even that you brought that up because that. Is something that i think um and not even just having to do with being a parent but just having that ability to go to whoever your faculty is and knowing that you have mm-hmm. their support yeah and that encouragement yes um, but with you being a parent you know they and i don't know if you if you've experienced this yet or maybe later on the program you know just having that understanding of them knowing okay you do have these you know extra uh, barriers not to mm-hmm. say that they're excuses but you know there are different yeah. barriers that some students won't have to deal with
2: mm-hmm. and when
1: you do have faculty that are understanding of that it makes a big difference and it know, having that support um, and encouragement from them uh, and in relation to that it, it makes mm-hmm. a, a very big difference so and communication goes a long way if you just go to them and say hey I'm dealing with xyz right now can you you know give me a little bit of grace or you know can I can you help me is is there someone that I can talk to or that might be able to help me with this situation and I know plenty of parents I me myself I've had to do you know use the that same um thing and, and talking to them because of Personal things that were going on, Mm -hmm. having a family, and yeah, and they—it was wonderful. If I hadn't talked to them, I wouldn't. I don't think that I would be where I am right now Mm -hmm. in the program. there were some times where I was just like, "I ain't gonna make it." (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's just—it's hard,
2: and you know like we were talking about earlier, just having our kids to be able to communicate with us. We need to have that same expectation for ourselves mm-hmm. um, and lead by example with that. And right. it, it is an ego checker and it is a, a humbling experience to be like, Oh, I need, I need a little help here. Cause yeah you know, moms are kind of expected to be super moms at all time. And, you know, if the whole house gets sick and guess who's still giving out medicine and making sure everyone still eats it's right. mom. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like everyone can have the exact same bug, including mom, but she's right. still the one who's going to get it done. Um, and I think that it kind of gives us a little reality check where we don't have to be everything for everyone at all times. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, mm-hmm. But, I think that the professors and faculty and staff, and even my classmates, like the the just you know, the girls I roomed with, and they were so sweet when I was missing Munchkin or, you know, doing stuff like that, or, hey, you know, I know you have a lot going on. here's you know doing our note sharing and stuff like that. You know, everyone is very, very supportive in this journey. And um, I think it's great to have that kind of community and South has built uh, a very a very cool culture is what I'll call it. Like they've, they've created this, this, uh, this culture of just companionship and support within their program. And I think it's amazing to see.
1: Definitely. A hundred percent agree with that. Um, Even just me coming up with this Idea of wanting to put this podcast together, which people are like, "You crazy! You're in <laughs> you're in school right now." And, I, and but you know, I had co- classmates come to me, and they they aren't even parents, and they said, "This, I love that idea. I love yeah. that idea. they do this." And they would share it out to students that they knew, um, either were expecting or they were parents themselves. So the support has been has been amazing. It, it really has yeah. been. So so yeah, shout out to. That's my cohort. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, Jessica, you have provided so much um, value and just great content uh, in this bit of time that we've chat. Are, is there anything that we haven't addressed that you think would be important to, to bring up for any prospective students who are thinking of getting into PT school that our parents or anyone that's currently in? Uh, PT school that's a parent
2: yeah I think um, you know I said earlier a delay is not a denial and I firmly believe that mm-hmm. um, so I think you know when applying be patient um, I know it's hard and it is challenging and it's a little overwhelming at times but be patient and you know if this is really something that you want to go after you got it. Like, it's okay. Um, and it's okay to knock it in at first. And it's okay to, you know, to, you know, weigh these things and really try to figure out like, all right, is it, is now the time? Um, timing will probably never be perfect. and <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, that's for most things in life. And so I think the best thing that you can do as a parent is to lead by example for your kids. So if this is something that you really want, go for it, do it, show them that all of this is possible and just, you know, build that life that you want for yourself and for your kids and just watch all the amazing things that are going to happen. And it's not to say that it'll be easy, but man, it's going to be worth
1: it. Yes. And on that note, no. <laughs> that that's perfect. That is, I love it. I love it. Um, for anyone that's listening right now, um, if they happen to want to get in contact with you to, you know, ask for any more questions about maybe your experience in school or just any other insight that you may have, is there a, a good way for them to get in contact with you?
2: Yeah, so my Instagram, I'm going to, it's going to be at Flip fit SPT. One second, Munchkin. <laughs> He's he knows we're coming to the end. <laughs> he <Hi>. knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's uh, just at flip underscore fit underscore SPT, hopefully to be changed to DPT at the end of that, at the end of this <laughs> yeah. program. Um, but yeah, send me any messages there. Follow me. I'll follow you back. And um, I'm always happy to chat with people. I mean, I'm not going to have all the answers. I can guarantee you that. But <laughs> <laughs> if you just need someone to vent
1: to, I'm here. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. So whoever is listening, um, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to Jessica. She's mm-hmm. amazing. And um, I just want to thank you again for for being here and for just sharing a bit of your story and, and your insight has been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, and I, I wish all the best for you um throughout the rest of the program and like i said we'll we'll definitely be in touch and and see how how things have progressed uh, throughout the program for you so with that we will say goodbye because i know oh do we get to see someone Oh, Oh, come here come say hello oh he's gonna be shy say hi
2: munchkin oh, wow.
1: oh okay i got a glimpse i got a glimpse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's
1: real y'all he's real he's real <laughs> he's real and he's almost as big as me <laughs> he's cute um uh, well thank you again jessica you enjoyed the rest of the day thank and you too. for you all listening thank you again for tuning in and we will be back again for another episode bye-bye
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode, which I hope you found to be insightful and encouraging. Please don't hesitate to share this with any prospective or current mothers in physical therapy school as we begin to grow our chain of influence to these amazing moms and students. Hope you'll join us again on the next episode.